Good evening and welcome to tonight's show from DJN TV, Disc Jockey News TV. Tonight's show is brought to you by Electra Voice, DJ Event Planner, DJ Trivia, Odyssey Innovative Designs and Cases, NLFX Professional, Promo Only, and the DJ and TV Insiders. Our next guest has releases on Hospital Records, Metalhead, CIA, Dispatch, and Ninja Tune, to name a few. With collaborations on original productions alongside DB veteran Quadrant, she's only fallen deeper in love with music that she plays and produces. But it doesn't stop there. She's also an important part of the DNB Girls, a collective of women driven to amplify one another in dance music. Today, I'm chatting with Iris, sharing her workflow in the studio the importance of prep and planning, how she's found inspiration through her journey, and so much more. Iris, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited. Uh, me too. Uh, so let's get everybody familiar with you, your story. How do you find yourself in this industry, and what did that journey look like leading you to where you are today? Oh boy. So I've been listening to electronic music since I think I was about 12. I kind of got into it through um, a local radio station called C89.5. It's actually a high school radio station. Um, and they just basically played a lot of electronic music and they kind of found it through artists like Daft Punk and Prodigy and... Um, you know, it sort of took off from there. I was like, this sounds so cool. It's like the future. And then got more into finding, um, you know, more and more artists that I like. Eventually discovered, you know, raves uh, probably when I was about 16. Um, then uh, got really into trance and UK hard house and those were kind of my go-tos for a while uh, then sort of you know as I got older I mellowed out, mellowed out a bit um, moved into more tech house and techno that was really um, and I still play a little tech tech house and techno um, here and there, uh, then finally had a friend who's like, hey, come to this DMB night with me. Like DMB is like kind of not, you know, it's, it's sounding a little bit different than what you remember. And I know going back now, I'm like, oh gosh, all those tunes in 2000, 2001 that I sort of glossed over were amazing. <laughs> But I got into that through like Pendulum um, and artists like that and then started going every week and fell in love with it and um, met um, my current husband, my current husband. <laughs> I've only had one. <laughs> I met my husband. husband. My first. <laughs> My first and only, I met my husband, um, Lee Quadrant, uh, through DMB Tuesdays. We met at a night. Um, 
got together shortly after that. And he's the one that kind of, I had been taking a break from DJing. He's kind of the one that got me into DJing more and got me into DJing um, drum and bass. And um, then like, I think a year after we'd been married, he was like, you should totally join me in the studio. And um, that's when I jumped into kind of the production side of things. And we've been going ever since. I think that was 2011 we made our first tune. Man, I love your musical journey, like the trance, the hard house, <laughs> and then uh, how you, like, you mentioned Pendulum. Was it by chance yeah. the Hold Your Color album? Yeah. Yeah, that was it that whole album yeah i had a friend that was like you gotta listen to this and i was like whoa this is amazing this is what dmb is sounding like right now it was the best <laughs> yeah and sometimes that's all it takes like you can like so many different genres and you're like eh, i don't know if i like this genre and then boom somebody hits yeah. you in the feels and you're I love that. And yeah. I love that he encouraged you to get in the studio because that can be such an intimidating thing for artists. And, yeah. uh, you know, cause we all suck in the beginning. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, like definitely. And I dabbled like a little bit before, I think I had like fruity loops at one point. Um, and I was playing around with that. Um, but I think that, that was back before you could do things like watch YouTube videos and learn. So there's just nobody around me that could even begin to teach me how to start. <laughs> so when you look back at your career over the years, is there any experience that comes to mind that um, you just, you're so incredibly proud of and why? Let's see. Um, I think one of the biggest is when we released our album. Um, there, there had been a lot of really awesome experiences. Um, like our first tune came out on Metalheads, um, and you know we we did an album for Clue for Commercial Suicide. That was really kind of a big culmination of a lot of different styles of drum and bass that we love. Um, we went kind of all the way from super minimal to really pretty hard, probably as hard as we play. Um, I don't think I'd call it, I don't think I'd compare it to what you think of as like today's neuro sound, but it, was, it, it could get pretty, pretty exciting. Um, and just getting that finished, I think that took us maybe like two years um, with a few breaks in between. Um, and it was nice to get it out the door. We, Lee and I collabed on the art that we did for it. I did the photography for that album and he did, um, all of the design work on it. Um, and it was really great to work with Clute. Um, he's kind of an amazing, um, label owner in that, he really encourages you to kind of push the envelope and sort of do what you want. So he's like, if you want to experiment with the sound, you go ahead and do it. And his label was a really perfect spot for that. And what a, like, oh, that's so amazing that I feel like that's the 
the best kind of people to work with. They just allow for that creative flow for you to test the boundaries and see where you might go. Yeah. And he definitely, like he could give input and he's, you know, great about feedback, but um, also just, you know, really kind of letting you do what you want. You're like, Hey, I think this tune's kind of weird. I don't know if we should put it on the album or not. And he's like, you know, like go for it. It's kind of your album and it's like your sound. Um, we actually themed the whole album um, around the Seattle area where we're all from, um, me, Quadrant, Kid Hops. And so there's a lot of sounds from the area. Uh, our tune Orca um, is sounds from our rail system. Um, and we use killer whales from um, one of our local killer whale pods. Um, and there's a few few other like quirky sounds in there. I think one of the tunes has um, I recorded um, thunder from a um, thunderstorm that we had and stuff like that. And I love how you know there was the art, the branding, like the whole package, the the photos that you 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 really put your heart and soul into this album. Yeah. Uh, Speaking on production, because you've been doing this for quite some time, what does your workflow in the studio look like? Maybe beginning to end? Yeah. Lab. Yeah, it, it kind of depends. It depends on if we've got like an end goal in mind or not, or for like, let's just get a tune. Um, a lot of the times they'll come in and be like, so what do we want? How do we want this tune to sound? What are we trying to make? Um, and what do you what sounds fun to make right now um so we'll start there um we'll generally lay out some drums um kind of play around with the drums a lot until we get a vibe that we like um and then from there we'll try to get you know bass line in and that's really kind of the meat of the tune that kind of ends up informing um a lot of the rest of the tune that's i mean drum and bass that's it uh, <laughs> so from there we'll start we'll start we might build up that you know 16 bar loop a bit we might add a few extra samples in there but then like we'll pull it out we'll you know make it a first half of a tune i think we just we usually just hit you know copy paste yeah. for however many bars until the first breakdown and then start doing things like adding in intro bits and every we try to do something different every eight to 16 bars um, which is usually what i tell people when they're looking for feedback um you got to change change something every eight to 16 bars to keep it moving so you know we'll put in um we will actually go and put in little markers where things we know things need to happen, like a little build up, a little break. Um, once the first half of the tune is done, um, then it's kind of like it's pretty, pretty straightforward from there. All we need is a little breakdown and then, you know, copy paste for the second half. So what we've been doing lately um, is for the second half actually kind of changing up things like we might 
do a little change in the drums, do a little change in the bass line. Um, just pretty subtle, but just enough to kind of keep it interesting. Um, after that, there will always be a point where Lee sort of goes into his whole mode where he he sort of shuts everything out and he's like, I'm just going to do a lot of detail work. And he, you know, does all that, all that final polish is him. I, I love, I love how thorough you just described your process because <laughs> like in my head, I can see it. I know what's going on. I love that you use markers. I love that you're starting out for that first loop and just add, add, add what's going to work. Okay, cool. And then the copy paste. Yeah. Switch things <laughs> up. Like it's sometimes we can get so, we, we just like spend so much time trying to perfect one sound and then realize like it doesn't go with the other like bits that I have yeah. here and I scrapped it. So just like make it easy. And then I love how you also have that process where he'll go in the studio and then just, we said fine tuning, I'm guessing like EQing. Yeah. Mixing. Yeah. Down. Just if yeah. there's, if there's any bits yeah. missing, anything else, yeah. like there might be some tiny, tiny sounds where you're like listening through and you're listening through, you know, 20 times and you're like, okay, yeah. something needs to happen here. It doesn't need to be, you know, we don't need to overthink it. There just needs to be like a little sound here or something. He'll go in and do that. And I think some of the benefit of having both of us work together is that, you know, if he's getting stuck on that one sound because when you're by yourself, you can definitely get stuck being like, I'm going to make this sound fit. I'm going to make this sound fit. But sometimes you just need somebody else to be like, that sound's not fitting. Let's, let's pull it out and pick something different. And that's kind of one of the things that I think Lee really likes about, you know, working with other people. And, having me around. <laughs> yeah. Fresh ears too. Hey. Yeah. 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 So speaking of working with people, you work in an amazing team, the DMB girls. Can you tell us what part of that collective you really love working with the most? And what have you learned through that experience? Um, let's see. So it's been really like, kind of we've really expanded since um i think you were a part of it <laughs> um and yeah, yeah back when it started out just dmb girls of canada um and now i i feel like we've got you know something like 30 girls if i'm thinking right yeah maybe maybe it's more like 20 <laughs> i haven't counted but um it's, I think Jamie and Stacy, um, Jams and Miss Isis, who started it, are, are who have, are kind of the managers, US and Canada, um, just really organized, really great people to work with. Um, they're so, you know, so low key and chill. Um, and, so it's been great working with them, um, getting to know them. One of the best things has been getting to know all of these women across uh, North America that do things like they make drum and bass, they throw shows, they MC. 
um, they're singers, they're producers, it's, and they're DJs. And like, I've gotten to meet a bunch of them um, over the years. And that's been really great. It's kind of nice to have a little like a collective of women that you know, and you can talk to that are all kind of into the same thing and have a lot of experience. And I think one of the good things has been too, like the networking, just, you know, I know girls across the country now that I might not have otherwise found. Yeah. Isn't that incredible though, how there are so many of us out there, but where's that representation? Like how do we pull people into knowing what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that's been kind of one of the benefits and like, that's one of the things you find with those like all women collectives is they, you know, highlight other women. I know um, at least the DMB girls will try to post up tracks and mixes and stuff from, from other women around, around the world. And you've got other girls like the DMB express girls and girls take action over in Europe and, it's crazy how many there are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many. You just got to look sometimes and ask yeah. and <laughs> put yourself out there. So like many hardworking DJs, producers, you're also a parent. So yep. I would love to hear your insight on, um, you know, do you think you spend your time more wisely before versus now uh and what does that time management look like for you yeah um i don't know if we spend it more wisely i like to think that we try to but i know we were supposed to do a studio session on um recently and totally forgot and sat on the couch because at the end of the day we just got tired <laughs> we realized i think at like 11 o'clock they were we had planned to be in the studio. <laughs> um, but I will say um, I definitely have a lot less free time. Apparently I had a bunch of time in the past that I don't did not realize that I had and that sort of disappeared. Um, we definitely have to be a lot more strategic. We have to do things like plan studio sessions and actually maybe put them on the calendar um we have to you know whereas before we didn't necessarily have a shared calendar and now we have a shared family calendar and we have to kind of force ourselves to be more organized otherwise we forget things in between everything going on we'll forget you know gigs the other person has so all that stuff goes on a shared calendar so we can just be more organized even if we're not more you know effective um, we kind of, I think we spent a few days just getting sounds together. Um, so when we do come into this studio, we can kind of just sit down and get going. It's like, I've already got this folder. Let's just go. Um, and that goes with people, like if we're collabing with somebody and they're coming in, um, we recently did a tune with ulterior motive and we spent a few weeks just getting a little drum loop together. And just so we can be effective as soon as somebody comes in, we can just sit down and kind of go and get, get moving on a tune. That's smart. Isn't, isn't, I don't know if it's like this for you, but I think it's incredibly interesting that most of the work I do is prep and planning. Like yeah, that, like that, 
like I think of like a, a DJ set. You're just like <laughs> planning your set and practicing and having the backup and doing this and doing that. And then like the DJ gig is just like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With everything. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a lot of it is, you know, now we're like, oh, shoot, when are we going to go through tunes? And I'm like, okay, I've got a DJ gig like this Friday. So I'm going to have to start going through tunes at this time in the week. Or, you know, somebody's asked for a mix and I'll put, um, I'll put that due date. Probably I'll set up for the day before they've asked for it to be due. And then, you know, I set a reminder for myself the week before, so I know that I can need to get through the, get all those tunes together and get it recorded. Smart. Listen, <laughs> take notes, people. <laughs> so as we end this interview off, um, I'd love to hear about anything, any exciting releases, events, anything you've got going on you think people should check out. Yeah. Um, so let's see, we've got, uh, we just had a tune come out with dabs, um, for his wormhole. E no, was that? no, it wasn't wormhole. It was wormatic, <laughs> uh, for his wormatic, EP. uh, LP. It, he just did an album. Um, so we did a tune for that. Um, we've got a tune coming out on Bill Phil's um, album um, that we did when he came to visit. Um, there's one that we did. I'm not actually sure when that's coming out. Soon, I think. Um, and we did a tune with Ulterior Motive that should be coming out sometime in the summer. Um, we just sent one off to hospital that I think is probably going to come out later this summer. Um, then we've got, we're still working on an EP for commercial suicide. We're a couple of tunes in for that. We've got a couple more to do. Um, and then there's a handful of collabs that we're um, getting going. We're hopefully going to be um, working with uh, Garen Stone. Um, we recently had Phase come through and um, got started on something there. And then there's a whole, a couple of other people that we're hoping to work with as well. I, oh, yeah. um, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you're watching your journey is so inspiring. Um, I think you, you had your son right before I had mine. <laughs> so it was yeah, like, yeah. Watching like, can, can I still have a career after? Like, what's like, what is this going to look like? So it was, it was lovely seeing what you had going on because I needed that encouragement. I don't know if you're like that. You're I did the same thing. I watched um, Misrepresent, who had her kid, her first kid, I think, shortly before Holden was born. So she was kind of my mommy inspiration in that, you know, she was playing gigs right up until she had her kid and then she had her kid and she, you know, jumped right back into it. Um, I try to look at those people because I know when I first had Holden that first year is so overwhelming and you've got, you know, you're operating on no sleep and you're trying, you, you can't take that much time off before you become irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of jump back into it as soon as you feel ready. 
Um, so I sort of tried to slowly get back into it, get back into it. We definitely spent a lot less time in the studio that first year, but, um, we've been, you know, spending, you know, hopefully more time this year. We've got more, more, more tunes on the go. Yeah. Well, and they're all of quality because I mean, you could put out tons of tunes, but (laughs) they're all of quality. You can, you can hear the love, you can hear the passion in them. Yeah. And now, and distinct just had twins. Well, maybe not. She did. She did. And she she jumped right back into it too and i've like been so impressed with like how she did that and she's still going she's still going to work she's still going to dj sounds like you know i talked to her recently about how she can kind of keep going with production you know maybe just if you can't focus on a full tune right now just get sounds together one day the tune's gonna come and then then you have a whole bunch of sounds. (laughs) Exactly. I'm glad that she has somebody like you to talk to you about it. And I like, I really hope, especially if there's any women that are watching that need some inspiration, go check out the DMV girls, go check out the groups that she's talking about here, because there are so many women out there. And if you reach out to us, we would be more than happy to chat with you so don't yeah definitely <laughs> for well, sure thank you again so much yeah for, thank you for having me of course <laughs> for the rest of y'all that are tuned in was there something that she said that really stood out to you that maybe sparked some creative juices and now you're thinking about getting back into the studio and finishing that tune let us know in the comments below let us know how you're going to apply something that she talked about today and as always don't let no one kill your vibes bye